to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Missoni and Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we hear the stories of female food entrepreneurs. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah, I'm so glad that you're here today because mm-hmm. I thought that maybe you weren't going to be. Yeah. So Sarah has a knee injury, but she's here. She made it down here, even though she's not feeling that well. I hobbled and I wobbled. Uh, Thank you for being dedicated, (laughs) so dedicated to our show. I'm glad that you're here. The show must go on. (laughs) I know we need to have an understudy just in case. Maybe. I think Alon would be my understudy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Could you do both things, Alon? I've done it before. Oh, whoa. Whoa. We haven't even heard your voice on the air until right now. I'm always hungry at this time of day. (laughs) Well, it's good to know. Alan will be your your understudy from here on out. Okay, perfect. So anything exciting happened for you this week? I didn't see any adventures posted about you. Well, that's because um, last week after the ice cream conference, something happened to me and my knee just was messed up. I thought I was going to die. And I found out over the last week or so that I'm not the only person on earth who's had a knee injury. <laughs> I know. I'm sure as soon as something goes wrong with somebody and you talk about it, then everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and also when I was getting my x-ray, the x-ray guy was like, well, you're you're just one of many who've had your knee x-rayed today. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's just in the universe. Yeah. Right now, everyone's getting sore knees. I don't know. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> well, okay. I, di- I didn't have anything exciting to tell you about what? that I did this week, I don't think. I thought you went. Either. Wait. I saw you going somewhere or doing something, but. I don't know, probably. But now it's like. We're not d- super Done human. and gone. No. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, I do have some food news to talk about really okay. quick. So um, we want to tell you about a wonderful group called the Barn Swallow Artists. And they are artists and makers that are all local to Oregon. They put on events um, around the McMinnville, Carlton area. So they have an event this weekend at Abbey Rhodes Farm. And it is a beautiful new renovated event space. Um, You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's. I'm very excited about it because it's. Um, it, the event is in these silos that yeah. they renovated, and so they um, have like weddings and things there on yeah, the farm. Yeah, they came and visited me at the Food Innovation Center many years ago and said they had this vision for the silos, and I was like, "What?" It looks beautiful. I haven't been out there yet, but I'm going to be there this weekend. So I'm if anybody is in that area, you can come on Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 5. There will be all different kinds of makers um, like me with holiday gifts and they also have a wine tasting room and you can wander through the grounds which sounds pretty cool so there's also other barn swallows events happening in the willamette valley over the holidays so check those out and um 
that's that's it. That's our food news for today. So if you're a food entrepreneur and you have a pr- press release for us to announce or you want us to help spread the word about your events or new products, you can submit those at startupradionetwork.com. Uh, and we have a special guest in the studio today. So we would like to welcome uh, Josie. <laughs> I was like, that's not the right name. Uh, Josie of Josie's Best Gluten-Free Mixes. And welcome. You're from, you're from Sisters. You. I am. She drew, drove through the rain and the, what do you call it, fog? Yes. How long does it take to get here from Sisters? It was, I mean, probably if I didn't hit traffic, it's right on three hours, but it was more oh, like yeah. three and a half, three And she was here at 8.15, so that yeah. means she left at like 5.15. Yeah. Oh, we left you, at about 4.30, actually. Oh. I just wanted to make sure we didn't oh, get caught up. So. Okay. You yeah. really um, sacrificed part of your life today to be here, so thank you. I really did. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of time to that's commit for us, so thank fine. you. So um, you run your business from Sisters. We is, do. Is is that where everything is manufactured? We are totally co-packed now for cool. about a year. It oh. used to be. Um, and we, yeah, we just grew out of being able to make everything and run everything ourselves. We were kind of at the point where it was like made to order because the orders we were getting in, you know, every day was exactly what we could make every night. Yeah. Um, and so actually I had our third baby in 2018 and I'd literally put the baby down and I'd go make mix from about nine o'clock till one in the morning. And it just, that's exhausting. Yeah, Yeah. it was too much. So we went, yeah, we went into co-packing. So it's all made in Eastern Washington now. Oh, cool. Um, It's been fabulous for us. It was really scary to take my hands off of that aspect of it, but it just opened a ton of doors of being able to push other aspects of the business, and they can make a lot more a lot faster than I can. Yeah. And was That's it great. difficult for you to find the right co-packer? Because you have a lot of um, yeah. restrictions, mm-hmm. kind of because you have all these, um, you need a gluten-free facility, right? right? Yeah. All these things. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a journey, for sure, and we did you know, a lot of work, but um, ultimately we... Um, we found a great partner, and we're really we're really happy with it. Cool, so, that's yeah. great. Um, let's talk about what your mixes are before we get too far into things. So um, they are, I mean, it's in the title; they're gluten free, mm-hmm. right? And there, but there's a lot of other things that they are also. Yes. Do you want to talk about? Those? So they're all made in a top eight allergen free kitchen. So they're gluten free. They're totally celiac safe. Uh, they're nut free. They're soy free. They're bean flour free. They're corn free. Um, excuse me, in the baking powder, there's a smidge of corn. Um, I tried to actually have levels tested for it, and um, I didn't get much out of that. But there's no, like, fully corn starch in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also extremely delicious and very classic tastes and textures. Yeah. Um, so they work really well for kiddos. Obviously, I do a lot of testing on that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, they work really well. We do quite a lot of food service. So for People who just want a pancake but happen to be a celiac or nut-free or any of those things, they, yeah. um, they're very traditional tastes. That's so cool. And what made you make all of those decisions for, is that the way that you eat? Like, are you gluten-free? Are you nut- Yeah, I am. Um, so I or? was diagnosed um, by a homeopath with gluten-free allergies in my late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, there just wasn't much available at all so Mm -hmm. that was sort of the beginning of my journey the decision to make it nut free and soy free and they're also 
egg and milk free so they can be made vegan or dairy free if you want because you add your own egg or milk. Oh, cool. Um, I am not nut free um, or egg or milk free, but it just seemed like a natural choice to make it as available to as many people Mm -hmm. as I possibly could. And that's, you know, in hindsight, it was a great decision, although honestly, we didn't make it like totally intentionally in the beginning but it it gives a lot more people options that's That's really nice it opens the doors to a lot of different customers that probably don't have a lot of options Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. we found that i mean i love hearing about i got an email not too long ago a family that were they're a bunch of celiacs and also their youngest one was allergic to cashews and they had flaxseed issues and all this stuff and we can say that it's made in a facility that's totally free from it and Mm -hmm. it's totally safe and and everybody loves it. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, I forgot to ask you your Instagram handles and things so oh, people yeah. can find you. How can yes. they find you on so the So it's web. Josie's Best GF. And that's pretty much the same everywhere. And the website is josiesbestgf.com. So, cool. Yeah. Do you handle all your own social media? I don't, actually. Mm-hmm. I have somebody that helps me with that. I mean, we collaborate a lot on it. But that's probably one of the only things that I've um, completely hand it off um other than the collaborating it's honestly it's not my like favorite favorite and it's not something i'm quite as good at Mm -hmm. i understand the value in it and i can kind of see the vision for it but i needed somebody that could help me do that Um, and so yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) that's a good decision it's nice to have a professional to help you with things because they know like the times to post things to get the most reaction and they're like when you're busy it's hard to react to people right away so if somebody like comments on something and you're in a meeting you can't like respond right away so it's nice to have somebody that's their dedicated job and pay attention to all of it and actually the person helps me is a girlfriend of mine so she knows me well so it's a really easy it's not like a random person that doesn't understand yeah. you know what we're doing we talk almost every day about it and yeah i think it's kind of nice to have somebody else do it too that's um not you yes. because it's hard for us to um talk about all of the things that we're doing right so i 100 like, agree super yep. rad thing mm-hmm. but if you have somebody else do it it's a little bit easier and they're yeah. better about like pumping you yep. up <laughs> i i have found that to be so true yeah. and i think one of the first times i had her like fully do a post for me was like she's like you need to do an introduction of yourself and i'm like oh i don't know what to say she was like i'll write it and i'm yeah. like okay great and i was like oh this is great <laughs> i never would have said that that's nice <laughs> so yeah it's been a good thing my um husband does all of our posts but as me uh-huh. so it, people think that it's me a lot right. and i mean i'm not trying to like trick anybody or anything yeah. but he a lot of times he'll stand there and ask me well what would you say and i'll say like one sentence maybe maybe more like five words and he'll be like okay and then yeah. like turn yeah. it into something that sounds really great it's <laughs> very very similar what we do we like i said we plan it out way ahead of time what's going on and we do a lot of recipe development on our social pages we almost once a week we offer a new recipe so then oh, that's great. i can work on that and you know really hone in on that and then um yeah a lot of people can get better content yeah. so are you a member of the specialty foods association we are yeah oh. this year we became that's a member. great yeah congratulations thank you are you gonna have a booth at the show we're not but we have passes we're gonna go walk the floor and i think you can get a maker's pass and Mm -hmm. still be part of some of the events so that's our plan that's great yeah which one is that the specialty food 
fancy food show. Oh, that's the fancy food show. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna be there, right? Yeah, okay, right. I, I hear all coming. these different names, you know, and I'm not sure. I haven't done any of them before, so I'm not sure that they're the same. Well, things. I noticed when I was on your website that their logo popped up, and mm-hmm. I think they have um, shipping things that they can help you with. Oh, Did right. I tie that together correctly? May, if or? that's the case, you know, I might have seen an email with that, and I haven't pursued it yet. Yeah. But that would be great. Yeah, I would take that to help. check out. Mm-hmm. Well, come and see us in Incubator Kitchen because we'll be there. Oh, good. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to go walk the floor and do you do very many food shows like that? No. I mean, we've done a few small ones mm-hmm. um, that were more food service oriented because yeah. that's a big part of what we do. But this will be our first, like, you know, quote, big food show to we go experience. We really had anybody in that does, like, food service specifically. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about that? How did you... St- is that what you set out to do, or did you just sort of fall into it? That's where we started. Oh, okay. So um, I come from a restaurant family, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a very natural thing for me. And actually, uh, my father, who's a partner with us in oh. this, he, um, you know, when I started making these, it was just I wanted good food for my family. And mm-hmm. my husband, who doesn't have any food allergies, Wait, I wanted— do you sell the pig and pancake? I don't. Oh, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> they have gluten-free pancakes, and I'm trying to figure out whose like mix they're using. Oh, well, I would love it for them. Love it for it to be us. They're but. actually a local business. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make something that he could enjoy and I could enjoy. Nice. And so, um, at a certain point, you know, all of my family had tried this stuff, and it was a lot of like, "This is amazing. You need to try to do something more with it." But mm. you know, I was having kids, and I had another very big full-time job, and it just was hard. So my dad actually brought our pancake mix to a restaurant and just said, hey, will you try this? Let us know what you think. And um, they loved it. Not much came out of that. And then a couple of years later, we moved back to Central Oregon from Southern California and we went to the same restaurant and I just was, we were eating there and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk up to this person. He kind of looks like an owner and see what happens. And I said, hey, you probably don't remember me, but you know, we brought our pancake mix in, and he was like, no, I know exactly who you are, and we've been wanting it ever since. Like, when can I get it? Oh, wow. And, That's uh, the hardest part, yeah. following mm-hmm. up. It, yeah. was. Wait, it was. Wait, how many years later? It, I mean, that was two years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just tough. a lot of things happened, and it was so coincidental that, like, the person that sat us was the owner. Like, it was just a gut feeling I had. I was like, this is the guy, you yeah. know? And so we actually started working out of their kitchens. I mean, they, I think, asked for a 50-pound order to get going Mm. and he was like when can you get it I'm like I have no idea I like put this in a (laughs) Ziploc bag or you know what I mean I don't know what's going on so you know we worked out the licensing and we worked out of their facilities for a little bit and grew out of there so food service was where we started and we still serve their restaurants today Uh, what's the restaurant it's original pancake houses in uh, Redmond and Bend that's That's so cool cool. Mm -hmm. they're wonderful wonderful people so if you want to go try the mix at a restaurant you can go to those Mm -hmm. establishments and try it there. What other restaurants use your mix? Um, We do McKay's Cottage in Bend. Um, We do quite a lot of uh, coffee shops that use our one-to-one mix for their cakes like abroad and muffins and scones and pie crust and all that kind of stuff. We do a big restaurant in Fresno called Batter Up Pancakes. Mm. Um, We do a Hyatt Hotel in Washington. We do some work at a casino. It's kind of speckled all over the place now. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're if you have a restaurant and you need gluten free mixes, make sure yeah. to reach out to Josie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really neat. We love the food service; it's so awesome. So when you do when you are um, getting these say fifty pound orders, we'll probably now there may be a little more. That was yeah. your first mm-hmm. one. How do you um, package them up for people? Do they come in big bags yep. or containers? For, for food service, so the retail packages that I brought for you guys to see, those are eighteen ounces. That's what you can buy on Amazon and on our website and in retail stores. And then for food service, we have five pound and 25 pound and we do a 10 pound of the crepe. And they're in more um, kind of industrial, like the craft bag. It's a Mm -hmm. sewn bag is the 25 pounders um, Mm -hmm. because most of those are getting dumped in bins and used up pretty quick. So like when we ship to Fresno, we do about 200 pounds at a time and that goes on a big pallet on a big truck and gets Mm -hmm. drop shipped. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. And you weren't doing it that way when you were making it yourself, were you? We, at at first, we had, like, um, just boxes and plastic, big plastic bags. And mm-hmm. we did 25 pounds, and they got a zip tie on them. And it's so funny. I mean, we think about this all the time, and I'm sure all food entrepreneurs do. But it's like, we thought that was, like, the coolest thing in the world yeah. mm-hmm. when we could do that. And, yeah. like, you know, when we got colored labels, we were like, well, this is it. Like, this is amazing. And, you know, it just continues to progress and as it progresses, you think like oh the net wait this is so much better and I didn't even know this existed yeah um, when you started out your regular retail packaging it was different than what it is different. now right uh-huh. yeah well, what did you start out with so we started off with like craft bags so mm-hmm. it looked like brown paper bags yeah. um we bought them on gosh I don't Plastic remember the name of it for you yeah PBF exactly <laughs> something like that cheapbags.com yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. wherever I could find it the least expensive um, we had way too many sizes because mm-hmm. we just thought okay we got to have this amount and this amount and all these choices um, and then we just had you know sticky labels um, and I remember the first time I had a run of labels made I thought okay we'll have like the name and then we'll have a nutritional label and a label for the um, you know, how to make it and a label a little with our story and the label people were like, this is way too many labels. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> no. and I'd spent like two days Putting going through that. On. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> and every time you do a different one. So, you know, they tell you to shoot for I mean, it used to be like 12 cents a label is what they say that you should do. But when you do all the different ones, because we did the same, like a front and a back. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. every time we would add something, we would want to put like another one. But then once you have like, you get these plates made, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can't really make any changes. And yeah. so, but then you, it kind of holds people up sometimes because you're like, oh, I already designed this right. and paid for it. And now yeah. I'm like scared to do a whole yeah, new thing. Yeah. And we yeah. weren't even doing plates at that time. We have like a local print shop that still does a lot of printing for us oh, that cool. just, printing them out yeah Um, yeah and we just line them up and stick as many on as we could so and so now you have this bag that's clearly made just for you Mm -hmm. it it is um a specific size yeah it's very well branded it looks great i love the colors yeah thank you it's a gable is that what it's called this kind Mm -hmm. of bag it's a gable bag so it can sit on the shelf right the idea Mm -hmm. right on the grocery shelf yeah and so what kinds of flavors would people find in the store i'm holding um the crepe one so most stores carry everything we have the crepe Mm -hmm. the pancake and the waffle and those are specific to what they are although we do some variations of recipes with the pancake um we just did a really popular recipe that was basically like frozen berries in a pan and then you make up pancake mix and you bake that and it mm. comes out as kind of like a loaf with these yummy berries on the bottom and it's just super easy and That's fast. Nice. If you um, have the people sort of toss the berries in the flour 
before they put them in, they won't sink to the bottom. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Excellent. Just enough. Yeah. That's really fun. And then we have our muffin and more mix, which is an all-purpose blend. So there's no sugar, salt, or leavening in that. Mm-hmm. So you use that like flour in a lot of recipes. I I hate to call it a um, one-to-one mix because I don't think everything is perfectly like that when you're trying to cook gluten-free, but you can yeah. do a lot with that. That's so cool. We're going to take a quick break, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be right back. Bye. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. We're back, and we're going to try something. Cake. What are we trying? It's cake? a cake, I think. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like a breakfast cake. We called this a donut loaf. It's very... Oh, yeah. um, it looks very good. Yeah, it's yummy. Can we just make you a slice here? Yeah, yeah big fat Sometimes one. Sometimes we don't have any utensils, so I was going to say, if you didn't bring anything, Sarah just would grab a handful. I <laughs> did, but... <laughs> right, there you go. Whoa, that's beautiful. A little crummy on you. So have you changed the recipes at all over the time that you've um, done all these changes, or have they pretty much stayed the same? Um, the pancake Ooh, is literally good. the absolute original recipe I made in the yeah. first house that my then-boyfriend, now-husband, and I shared in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> it is exactly the same as it was that day. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So the, um, the pancake and waffle are very original. The crepe, I actually made at the recommendation of the first restaurants that we were in that I discussed, and that's still original. And then the muffin and more we introduced last year, actually. So that was a little bit newer, and, yeah, we have lots more to come Mm. that we want to put out there. It reminds me of the um, coffee cake you can get at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of a traditional. Yeah, it's um, delicious. Coffee cake. I, I like to try to put things out there mm. that people can really make their you own. You have like a cinnamony swirl in the I center. Do. That's yes. fancy. <laughs> do you tell people how to make this on your website? I do. It's on. Well, it's on our Instagram. It was actually a really popular oh. recipe. Um, we got a lot of comments on it, and um, I try to do things. I mean, obviously, there's butter and sugar in this baby, but the uh, the cinnamon swirl is colored with beetroot powder, mm. and um, we have a lot of other. Yeah, a good mix of sort of indulgent things like this and healthier things. And um, I try to have as many, here's how you could do it, you know, lactose-free or whatever you need to do. So if people buy the mixes at the store, there's other things that they can make with them that you kind of guide them through Mm -hmm. on your website. With the pancake and the muffin and more, the crepe and the waffle are very specific to what they do. Um, But, you know, we get emails all the time like, I used your crepe mix to make a low carb, you know, whatever we did, and it worked the best. So, um, yeah. So we talked about what's not in there. Can you tell us what is in your mix? Sure. Our main bases are uh, brown rice flour, mm. sorghum, tapioca. We use some arrowroot. There's potato starch in there. And then um, we use a very small amount of xanthan gum. Xanthan gum. And baking powder, salt, sugar. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I... um end up eating a lot of gluten-free things because I feel like these days it's like kind of the best way to be adaptable to everybody because mm-hmm. if we're having people over right. or my, you know, my daughter's friends, we have a lot of um, the kids that are around us that eat gluten-free and nut-free. Mm-hmm. So this is really nice to have because it can, it's more like adaptable to a lot of, a lot of people. And I wouldn't taste this and think that it was gluten-free. Mm. So, you know, sometimes 
there's not very good yeah. mixes out there yeah, yeah. that I have definitely bought, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. We but I would that, be stoked yeah. to make this and have it. We hear yeah. that all the time, and that's something that's really important to me. And we use that in our pitching that like we are not building a business that's good for gluten free. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be good food. Yeah. Period. That's um, great, and that's really my goal. I went gluten free in the fall of 2012. Oh wow! So yeah, I've been doing it for a while, <clears throat> which brings me to my question. I'm ready. So since you're living that gluten-free lifestyle, is everyone in your family doing the same thing? They're not. Um, I mean, I don't cook with any flour at home because I am so sensitive. But, um, you know, if we go out to dinner, my, you know, my kids seem fine. My husband, you know, eats everything. And, you know, we don't, I don't worry too much about it. You know, like I said, there's no flour in our home. I'm not going to cook with those ingredients just because it's not safe for me. But, um, yeah, I don't, um, I think that if you need it, it's great, but I don't think, you know, my kids don't have to make that choice. Yeah, so they you, seem fine. You went to a homeopathic doctor that had you go on a special elimination diet? Exactly. Is that, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because maybe people don't know yeah. about that. So I was experiencing a lot of GI symptoms, joint pain, headaches, fatigue. I mean, like now that I know it, the classic symptoms, right? But I didn't at the time, and I was on migraine medication, and I actually have like severe asthma and that was out of control and I just I just wasn't healthy and I actually came home from a semester at school and my mom was like what is going on like you look terrible Mm. (laughs) thanks mom yeah exactly (laughs) Um, and you know I think like I didn't feel good so I was eating like toast a lot Mm -hmm. right because my stomach was upset so I was just like (laughs) continually poisoning myself and what I was told is I was at the point where, like, I had so much of this in me that uh, my system didn't want to absorb other nutrients. It was just yeah. getting rid of it. So um, I really wasn't well. And when we went to the homeopathic doctor, he immediately was like, you have something you're consuming is making you sick. Mm-hmm. So I went on the elimination diet, which really I ate like beans and drank tea and had rice and <laughs> it was very, very limited but I felt better in like two weeks. Oh, that's great. Like my skin cleared up. I didn't have headaches. I didn't have fatigue. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Like it was a very easy decision because I felt so much better. So there's a University of Nebraska has the Food Allergy Research and Resource Program. <clears throat> it's F-A-R-R-P. And it was founded by Steve Taylor, established in 1995. And they are the the experts in the United States that do education training and they have a database. Oh, wow. So if anyone out there is trying to figure out, do I have a food allergy? Check out that website. Oh, that's good to know. Maybe you can find out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that you really hear for people that um, have struggled with something that they immediately know that this is the way for them to, right, to yeah. be and to eat. And so yeah. it's really, I, I love when people figure that out for themselves because it just makes them feel immediately better. Yeah, it's oh. a crazy difference. And I think like I didn't realize, you know, you don't know it's different until you feel better, right? Yes. Like, even though I think it was more onset for me later, like in hindsight, I probably had a lot of those allergies my whole life, but that's I just did. how I felt. Yeah. I started getting migraines in fifth grade. Yeah. And I suffered all through, all the way up until college with migraines. So. Yeah. Um, no more. Yeah. <laughs> Then you feel better, and yeah. it's really easy to continue to make the right choices because yeah. you don't want to go back on that path. And now there's so many great—I mean, you can get gluten-free stuff everywhere. Every, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 
That's yep. really nice. Except McDonald's. Do yeah. you? That's okay. Don't go there. That's maybe not a bad thing. <laughs> Do you have a pizza dough or one that you can use for a pizza dough? So that would be like the muffin and more. Oh, okay, So you cool. can use that. And that's actually very much on our radar that we we yeah. come out with a specific. I make it all the time at home. And the version I make now, I think, is a little complicated to mm-hmm. put out as a mix. So I'm trying to streamline that as much as possible. That's the one yeah. that I've really um, struggled to find a good one yeah. out there. In it the is. Because we always have kids over to make pizza right. like, together, and it, and when I have my there's a frozen house, one. Is there? Mm. Well, Jesse, make us one. All right. <laughs> Maybe you we can be you. A, you can be a test subject yes. for me. I'll send yes. you my recipe, I'll, and you can um, give it a try. I'll send you pictures of the kids making it. And All right. We'll see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends tried to make donuts gluten free. She didn't have much luck. Well, you can use this recipe and put it in a donut mold. Yeah, it works beautifully. She was trying to fry them, I think. Oh uh, yeah, that's mm. hard. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this would be great. Yeah, baked in the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did it. I don't have well. a donut mold, but might as well get one. Yeah. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> Actually, I I I have never purchased your mix, but I will from now on. I was using Bob's Red Mill gluten free pancake mix, mm-hmm. and I just amend it with some almond flour and throw some nutmeg in there and put it in the donut rings. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Easy. Yeah, you should try. You should try this recipe. I, I think will. you'd really like it. Well. Works well with that. What's your favorite of the mixes? You know, I, I, I sort of have special fondness for the pancake because mm-hmm. it was such a catalyst for us, uh-huh. um, and really like, I had such a and it, like cooking is definitely my love language. You know, mm-hmm. like when my husband and I were dating, and I was just like, mm-hmm. like this is the way to his heart. I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And the pancake was really this thing that just came out of me cooking a lot and mm. wanting to make something that we both could enjoy. So I'd probably have to say the pancake just because I have mm. real fondness for it. But I love all the mixes. And I mean, my heart is in the recipe development that I can do a lot with that muffin and more. So mm-hmm. that's really fun. I love when I can take requests from bakeries and things and make their special XYZ gluten-free for them. And then they can go ahead and sell that. And, oh, that's um, really nice. So so bakeries can reach out to you, too, if mm-hmm. they need um, a gluten-free option. Exactly. They exactly. Could, they yep. could adapt, the, yep. get help from you to adapt I do their a lot recipes. Of that. Yeah. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. If they say, you know, we have this special cake or whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're known for, and could it be gluten free? And then I'll work on that for them and let Sweet. them have that recipe. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so you sell these in stores, clearly. Mm-hmm. What what stores are you in? So we're in all the Market of Choice stores in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we are in, you know, lots of stores in Central Oregon, including Whole Foods, Newport Market, Melvin's, CE Lovejoy's. Food for Less, lots of other ones. Um, We do quite a lot on fair.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah, we do fair too. So um, just to explain to our listeners what fair is. So they are a, um, it's kind of more of like gifting Mm -hmm. um, site. And so if people are store owners, they would have an account there. And then um, it's kind of like yourself distributing because you mm-hmm. send it to people but they're getting all of these accounts for you Ooh. so they do take a commission or you can transfer over some of your stuff but they have all these really nice services where they will collect the money for you mm-hmm. which is nice I've talked about that before um, but it's a really great site it's, I, it's I really recommend easy. it mm-hmm. so easy yeah we um you know, we actually can sell for a little bit of a different price point on there mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't even leave our warehouses on our property and I print the labels out and I slap them on yeah. and my wonderful postal person comes and picks it up. And, 
You know, it yeah. doesn't require demoing or, you know, really much at all. It mm-hmm. just comes. And we do quite a lot with that. Yeah. Um, and I've been surprised that we've done well in that sort of gifty, you know, small boutique home store type area. Well, but a lot we of have. them have like a little kitchen section. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. where both of our stuff fits in. Exactly. And so it's really it's And really it's colorful. Nice. It looks nice mm-hmm. on the shelves. Plus, if somebody hears somebody's gluten free, then they just can go right to that. Yeah, and exactly. Their way. Yeah. Yeah. It gives them a nice yeah, option. It's thoughtful. And so, then you also sell on Amazon. We do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how long you've done that for and what the experience is like for you? Because I feel like a lot of makers are kind of moving into that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we launched on Amazon, gosh, I want to say it was last April, but <clears throat> excuse me, right in that springtime. And so it was actually with our original packaging because this um, new packaging wasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. And it did pretty well. Um, I mean, the packaging was lacking and we knew that, mm-hmm. but we wanted to get it out there because I was getting a lot of people saying like, well, I want to send this to so-and-so and so-and-so. And the shipping for us was expensive because our product's fairly heavy. So yeah. making it a prime item was a great way of getting it out there and saying to people, like, well, buy it, send it to your sister in Wisconsin or wherever. It's easy. Um, so that went okay. When we relaunched with our um, new packaging, it really, um, you know, it changed a lot for us because it... It looks sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's much sexier. And what we found out is that there are not a lot of gluten-free crepe mixes. So mm-hmm. we sold a lot of the crepe, which bumps you up further. And I think we're like the number two or three crepe um, for gluten-free crepes now. So oh, cool. Have you ever made a, a crepe cake? I have not, but I know exactly what you mean. I want to yeah, try it. It's on my list. That, it looks fun. Yeah, I think that would be a my must. My crepes go so dang quickly in our house. You make that, them and they eat them. <laughs> yeah, every time I make a bunch of crepes and I think like, oh, maybe I'll do a crepe cake. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> They're it's all gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so crepe on Amazon is big for us. And I think if you find something like our crepe mix for us that really resonates on Amazon, mm-hmm. then it works really well for you. So we do some of the pay-per-click campaigns. Um, we just shipped our first palette last week to Ooh. Amazon. Yeah, it was really exciting. We launched some packs, so we now you can buy three packs and multi-packs oh, yeah. on Amazon. That price point is a lot better for mm-hmm. us. Um, and just keeping track of the financial side, you know, running those numbers, which is so important, we realized that in September, I was like, gosh, why do we have so much product coming out? And I feel like, you know, we're just not making enough. And I realized we'd lost $500 on Amazon. What? Just, yeah, just in our margins that I didn't, it was all little stuff like, mm. you know, an extra shipping charge or this mm-hmm. or um, not managing the pay-per-click campaigns as well as we may have. So we changed our model and um, we're actually selling more at a little bit of a higher price point. Nice. The multi-packs are much better value for people. Plus mm-hmm. it's a better margin for us. Mm-hmm. And that price point, again, resonates better with Amazon with some of the fees. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about where we are now with our Amazon sales. We're That's great. selling lots, and I know that we're actually making money. I'm not giving it to people. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> tricky that's and the important part. <laughs> yeah. Kind of as um, as the model changes for selling stuff online, it's tricky to figure out at first because, um, you know, before you would just send something yourself. So, you right. know, but then, but now there's all these different fees involved. So, like, even with FAIR, there's mm-hmm. a percentage. So, you mm-hmm. have to figure out your numbers. With Amazon, there's a few different selling options, too. Mm-hmm. You can either ship them all the stuff and then they send it for That's you. That's what we do. Or you can ship it yourself as things come in. And so it's kind of if you have product, it's great to do it 
your yes. way. Um, where but you, you pay just send for it. it to them. But you pay for it. You, mm-hmm. You're paying them. So you, they're taking a higher percentage of each thing that you send to them if they're shipping it for you. Right. And so you yeah. pay for, you know, their basically your shelf space in their warehouse yeah. and them doing the packing. And again, the I would just encourage people to come up with that. The multi-packs for us, like once we looked at the price points on that, we were like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. Plus, yeah. we could put some branding in the box, like that little card you have there yeah. that just says, thanks for your purchase. We're a small family-owned business. Yeah. You know, we can have that now in the box. So it's more of a presentation when people open it. And nice. um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really nice. It's thoughtful. And then they do it too. I think we've, we've We've tried to do things like this where we're like, we're going to write a note in every order that oh. we ship out. And then I like pack up the box and then I'm like, no, oh, I forgot the note. <laughs> <laughs> where they just have like, you know, it's like part of their checklist to right. put each thing in. But so it's, it's but with the multi-packs, it's in there. Like it's sealed. So oh, Amazon yeah. never opens up those multi-packs, oh, okay. if that Whoa. makes sense. So it you does. have it already pre-packed? It's totally pre-packaged. At it has the co-packer? Um, we do the multi-packs. Okay. So I receive the individual bags that goes to our warehouse and we have a good amount of space there. And then we put together these packs. So the card goes in there. We have some of our branding tape on the mm-hmm. outside and that gets shipped in another big box that goes to Amazon. Nice. So they never open up those individual boxes. And then you are selling multiple things at once, which of course exactly. is always great. And then there's less of those fees taken off. Exactly. So that's a good way to do mm-hmm. it. We don't, we don't do it that way because... It's glass and hard. You yeah, can't really like. Sure. We would have to pre-pack them in like styrofoam or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice. But it's that good we're, that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. we're very shelf stable and it's really it's pretty durable. I mean, yeah. if you really went crazy, I'm sure you could burst a bag, but you'd have <laughs> to. Try what hard. is your shelf life of your product? We it's 18 months. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it is. That gives you a lot of a lot of time. Sometimes I I really feel for people that have. A very short shelf life, like the salsa people in the world. I'm like, yeah. so oh, much man. harder. That's I think. so yeah. hard. It's important to think about the product you're going to do and decide, wow, can I really sell something in two weeks? Right. Mm. Yeah. And just like <clears throat> the balance of that with your whole chain of command is totally different. I mean, we yeah. can... We can project, you know, a couple months what we think we're going to sell and get that inventory order and it can sit in our ambient warehouse. And, um, you know, the licensing for that was a lot easier, obviously, than if we had to keep things cold and all that good stuff. Have you ever thought about opening a bakery? I mean, I I would say I've thought about it, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just really like... um, I like providing these recipes for bakeries and the mixes and letting them you know, go at it. I mean, again, from a cost standpoint, we did some analysis about a month ago and um, a really nice, um, you know, local market, but very high end. We've done, I think, two or three demos to get our stuff going there. We've sold quite a bit. It's done really well. But when I take all those costs out, there's a small hotel that we sell to that I think we've done three or four orders to, but of our bulk, we've actually made more money at this tiny hotel than at this very prominent market just on the cost. Yeah, you know, I don't have to. Service is yep, way better. I don't have to demo. I don't have to do much. They send me an email. They say, hey, we need more product. We love it. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm keen on that end of things. Um, it's just, you know, quite frankly, it's easier. Here's two places you might think about approaching for your bulk sales. There's a group called 
Pirados. Okay. And you could put stuff in 50-pound bags, and they distribute to all the bakeries. Oh, that's awesome. Also, you might want to think about, oh, no, I forgot the second one. <laughs> Let me think for a second. I'll get back to you. I think um, the the food service companies that I use here locally, I'm not sure if you're part of, but um, uh, Provista is one. And yeah. then Cash um, and Carry, that's the one I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Or oh, Restaurant yeah. Depot. Uh, well, the other one that's um, it, it kind of caters more to, like, uh, vegan natural foods is Earthly Gourmet, so okay. then they distribute to other places, oh, and so know, yeah. that's like how who I order my supplies hmm. from, and a lot of restaurants that are looking for higher quality than like yes, you know, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. We don't, so we completely self distribute at this point. Yeah. We use a three PL that helps us with our bigger shipments, yeah. um, but other than that, so that's yeah, great. I appreciate good, that. Good ones yeah. to contact too, because I think that they would really move stuff to especially rest local restaurants mm-hmm. here. I mean, in town. you would still be distributing to them on the pallet. Sure. Yeah. 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 They could go to all the individuals. Yeah. yeah. People go to their warehouses and yeah. purchase yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Do you have any advice for new business owners? <clears throat> oh goodness. I think my biggest piece of advice would be to like just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't give up. Don't give up because you're gonna hit so many roadblocks and there's gonna be so many things where you're like, I just don't know how to do this. But you know, if you like make a master list at the beginning of every week, that's what I do, and just start crossing things off and don't go down too many rabbit holes for social media and the stuff that's fun and a little more entertaining, but just keep crossing off your list of things you have to accomplish and you won't feel like you're getting somewhere, but one day you'll look, look up and you'll go like, oh my gosh, like, look at that. Like for me, um, you know, market of choice was a big deal and to get into all those. Mm-hmm. And then actually we just got placement in Whole Foods in Bend in October that was the very first place I ever went in and demoed. Like I just, I have an electric griddle and I bring a pitcher of pancake batter and I just say like, hey, will you let me make you pancakes? And Mm. most people say yes. (laughs) Some people think it's a little weird, but I made pancakes, you know, in the very, very back of their store and they loved them. But I mean, that was in 2017 Mm, that I did that. And, um, you know, in 2019, October, we finally got placement on their shelves and that was you know, it was like a big moment. I was like, okay, wow, it took a long time, but we did that. That's yeah. great. Once you're in the Whole Foods system, you can start selling to other Whole Foods mm-hmm. stores, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Yep, that's my... Do you have some targeted ones that you're going to... Yeah, I mean, we'd like on? yeah, like to just stay, you know, northwest, grow out of that, um, you know, central Oregon, mm-hmm. grow in a direction we can just keep our arms wrapped around it. That's kind of our plan in general. Nice. One, one store at a time. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's um, good advice for people, though, because th- I think remembering to to be patient mm-hmm. with things and just to keep at it yeah. is so important because it mm-hmm. seems really hard and challenging, but you get through it and you, you get yeah. to where you want to be. And it's nice for you to put those timelines on there that sometimes things take two years yep. and it's just the way it works. Exactly. You know? yeah. It just takes a little bit of time. Yes. Um, we have just a few minutes left. So um, are there any, we like to send people to you directly. So okay. are there any shows? shows or events that people can find you at that you'd like to tell us about? Sure, yeah. I mean, in Central Oregon, we're doing a couple holiday markets. Um, So the 23rd, the 30th, and whatever the next Saturday is, the 7th, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, we'll be doing holiday markets. Um, So that's Schilling's Garden Market and one at the Bend Brewing Company. 
and then um, the Locavore Fair, which is on the west side of Bend. Those are all very local to Central yeah. Oregon. And then other than that, um, you know, our website, josiesbestgf.com, Amazon, and all your Market of Choice stores in Oregon. Um, yeah, all those places they can find us. Perfect. Sounds great. Anything else that you want to plug or say or any last thoughts before oh, goodness. we end? Um, yeah, gosh, I just think like anybody that's wanting to start something like this or do it, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Take Good, the first like step yeah. and put yourself out there. I think my always my most nervous thing was like walking into those stores with the pancake batter and the griddle and just thinking like, oh, my gosh, what if they don't like it? But, yeah. you know, I found that they did. And mm. I always felt insufficient and like, oh, this is so hokey. Like I'm literally walking around with pancake batter. But people enjoy the authenticity. And mm-hmm. I think when you put yourself out there and you just who you are, um, it it's a good thing. Just just do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Thank you, Josie, for all of your wonderful product and information and knowledge and we are so glad to have you here today thank you so much thank you for coming in we record Masoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space tune in live every Friday and um, thank you to our audio engineer Alon and our production assistant Chelsea if you want to be a guest on our show you can go to startupradionetwork.com and let us know you want to come and be with us bye bye have a good weekend Committed to serving Oregonians with the mission of advancing science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production, Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are inspired by the creativity of new food development. We strive to find new flavors, new economic opportunities, new experiences, and honor diversity. We are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace because good food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.